so that you will know that what I'm saying is from the Bible. The Bible says in Acts that the saints that were at Berea were more noble, more open-minded than the saints that were at Thessalonica. Why? Because they received the word of God with readiness of mind, and then they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether what was said was so, and it was so. So we become more mature and better Christians when we read the Bible also and confirm what we are hearing through the Bible or the word of God. So let's go to our key text and let's continue. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now, someone who doesn't know this might not understand uh, verse 10, but a quick history is that Daniel was, uh, um, you know, the, the, the Persian empire had taken over the Babylonian empire and many parts of the world. And uh, the Persian empire was led by Darius the Great, at least that region was led by Darius the Great, hallelujah. And the Bible says that there were 120 princes that governed the Persian Empire, which is the modern day Iran, I believe, the, 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 the Persian Empire, hallelujah. And uh, so, so 120 princes governed the Persian Empire and there were three presidents that oversaw or who were overseeing the 120 uh, 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 princes. And Daniel was first of them. So Daniel was a captive from Israel, Jerusalem. Now someone will ask, why, how can someone who is a captive from, an, from Jerusalem who had been taken over now be over us? So there were people, the three presidents were jealous of Daniel. The three presidents did not see how, how a foreigner who was not a Persian could come and over, oversee them. So the princes were very upset and wanted to overthrow Daniel, wanted to find a way to, to cause Daniel to fall. So they looked at his taxes and found out that his taxes were impeccable, no fraud, no wrong on his taxes. Then they looked into his business. They looked into his political affairs. Did he embezzle money? Did he uh, 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 forcefully kiss a lady or some of his staff? Did he do all these things? And they couldn't find anything against Daniel. Then they said to themselves, let me see. Let, let's, let's, let's find out how we can get Daniel. Then they realized that the only way they could get Daniel was through his relationship with God. So they said to themselves, we know that Daniel always prays three times a day. He actually opens his, gate, his window towards Jerusalem and then he prays he, he, and focuses, prays towards Jerusalem and he does it three times a day. So why don't we get him with that? So I'm sure one of the three princes said, how are we gonna do that? Then they planned and said that, you know what? Let's talk to Darius, king of Persia, or the king, and tell Darius the king that we would, we, we, we want to, uh, uh, no one to pray to any God or ask anyone any petition except for him for a period of time. Let's tell the, the king that. So they went to the king and said, king, live forever. We believe that you are good. We believe that there is no one who is as good as you. We really love you and we want to honor you. So what we want to do is we want to let you sign and declare that because to honor you, every person in the Persian uh, empire must honor you and that no one should pray to any God 
or, 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 or ask anyone anything except for you. And let's do this for a period of time. The king thought it was a good idea. So the king signed it. As soon as the king signed it, Daniel was in the presence of, of, of them when the king signed it. Because all the, the, the lords and the leaders must have come, the three presidents and maybe the 120 princes. And as soon as they signed it, that's what we see. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house as soon as he saw it. But the, the thing was that anyone who was going to pray to any god or was going to uh, ask for any petition except for the king was going to be thrown into the lion's den or the den of lions. As soon as Daniel heard it and realized that, the, that it was signed, he was not afraid. He went straight to his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a full time. So definitely his windows being open, they would have found out that Daniel prayed. And then he went to the king and told the king about it. The king was very, very upset. And the king, uh, but the king knew that there was something wrong because Daniel was very, he was very close to Daniel. And he loved Daniel, but he knew that there was something wrong. But because he had signed, he had to be bound by it. So Daniel was thrown into the den of lions. But the Bible says an angel shut the mouth of the lions. And because of that, the lions found innocency in Daniel and they could not touch Daniel. They just moved around Daniel. Who knows? Daniel must have petted the lions. Strike, you know, striking their hair and all that. They just relaxing in front of Daniel. Nevertheless, they were very, very hungry. They were starving. They usually did not feed the lions when they were going to throw someone in. Think about that. And then the king was restless. So he went to the lion's den and he cried, oh, Daniel, does the God whom you serve continually, was he able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke and said, yes, king, God did not find any guilt in me and it was only innocence he found in me. And then the Bible says that Darius released Daniel and then took the, guy, the, 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 the three princes and all, or the three presidents and all, everything they had threw them into the den of lions. Before they touched the ground, the lions had finished them. It shows how hungry the lions were. Hallelujah. But you see that Daniel, in spite of what was going on, in spite of a life and death situation, death situation, he still decided that I'm going to pray. In spite of life and death, think about it. He could have died, but he said to himself, it was God who brought me here and it is God who is going to sustain me. If I perish, I perish. You and I must get to the point where nothing prevents prayer because prayer, we know prayer to be our life source. So Daniel had certain principles that guided him to have this successful prayer life and therefore this successful life. Many of us who are watching want to achieve certain levels, certain heights in the world, certain heights in society, in, at work, but it is through prayer that we will get there and sustain it. Yes, you can use hard work to get to, to become manager or, or chief executive officer or whatever, or senior manager. It doesn't mean anything because without Jesus, what's the point? How long will you be there? You retire, how long? And then those who are rich towards God will be in positions in heaven you want to be in. So why don't you continue to be the manager, continue to be the leader, but be a prayerful person and be rich towards God so that you get the best of both sides. 
because there are rewards in heaven. Hallelujah. So Daniel's principles, the first principle we talked about last week was that Daniel knew that prayer was very, very important. That prayer was more important than many other things. Prayer was more important. If you had to choose between prayer and reading or prayer and study or prayer and overtime, you pray. Prayer is one of the most important things you and I can do. Number two, we talked about last week. The second principle that Daniel had was that no one is ever too busy, too blessed, too successful to pray. There is no one who can say, I'm too busy, too blessed, too successful to pray. When the prime minister of the Persian Empire, who, 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 had, who, who had the Babylonian Empire under them, or subdued, the, 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 the Israel was subdued by them, the Persians. Because if Babylonia was uh, subdued, the, 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 the Jewish people and the, uh, uh, or the Israelites, and Persia, the Medio Persian Empire took over, then they are all under the Medio Persian Empire and different parts of the world they had taken over. The Persians. Hallelujah to Jesus. They did a lot of work, and Daniel was leader of the whole province, the Persian Empire, first in command under the king. And yet he was never too busy to pray. And then you and I, we have this job, small job we are doing, and we feel that it is, it, it, it is, it is too important to pray. It's so important that we don't need to pray. You and I, we have the jobs, or whatever job you, are, you, you have. Is it senior manager? Is it manager? Is it CEO? Is it CFO? Is it, what, what is it? Is it a, 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 a president? Is it a, a, a founder? Is that more important than prayer? Is that more important than the one who can prevent a carcinoma or a sarcoma from appearing in the body? Is, 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 is the job more important than the one whose breath we have, whose, breath, whose our breath is in his hands? If God just decides to just do this, that's it. Or God just decides to just withhold. That's it. So it is in our interest to please the Lord. What, what is the point of you being in the world? Why should God keep you and I in the world? Why should God not just say, okay, come, let's extract. It's time to come home. What, what is... What are we doing for God? I mean, what is the significance? What, what is the importance of us being in the world? Why should God keep us in the world? Why, what makes us relevant in this world, in this earth? Is it the job we are doing that which will come to an end? The Bible says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. What, what, why should God keep you in the world? It's, it's not good enough to say it's because I'm working or I have a family. Since when does a family keep you in the world? Have you not seen how people with their parents who, are dead, who died and the kids, God was able to take care of them? God doesn't need you to look after your children. So what is the point? Or you think God needs you for your wife or your husband? God doesn't need us. So what is the purpose? If you keep the reason, you prolong the season. Let me say that again. If you keep the reason for why God brought you to this world, you will prolong your season. And that starts by prayer. 
because you and I must realize that prayer is very, very important. Prayer, we cannot be too busy. There's nothing too good. We, we can't be too successful to pray. Nobody is ever too successful or too blessed. Oh, I'm so blessed. My pocketbook is full of money. Now I don't need to pray. No. Number three, prayer is the source of our power and protection. I tell you, what will keep us alive is not our life insurance. Well, life insurance is what, what the Hispanic God keeps you alive. It's not our medical insurance. It's not our, our, all our protective gear. What will keep you and I alive is the, bread, is the hand of God. It is the hand of God that will sustain us. Money cannot keep us alive. Steve Jobs is the one you need to ask that. Michael Jackson and the others. Money cannot keep you and I alive. The only thing that can keep us alive is God. It is God that decides that, no, this person's cells are untouchable. It is God who can say that. So that my cells and your cells are untouchable and will work the way they should. It is God. Because nothing makes you and I who are alive, who are healthy, better than those who are not. So prayer is the source of our power and our protection. Number three. We talked about last week. Let's continue. Number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. There are many people who feel that it's important to, to pray. I mean, not to, 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 to look for ways to achieve. It's important to look for ways to make money, which is good. But it is important to know that prayer is what is going to give us the blessing and sustain the blessing. And remember, I said blessing. I didn't say money. Because as for money, you can get it in any way. There are so many ways to get money, which has nothing to do with God. But it will add sorrow to it. But the blessing of the Lord, they make rich and added no sorrows. No sorrows are attached to God's blessings. So why not do it God's way by prayer so that you will be able to sustain, acquire and sustain the blessings of God? Then we read from Psalm 91, which says that, and God will set us securely on high, securely on high, because we have known his name. Hallelujah. The fifth is for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. And there are many Christians who just want the quick fix. I just want a quick fix. I just want a quick fix. I just want a quick fix. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to pray. And then when you, if someone asks, do you love God? They'll say yes. You can't say you love God if you can't pray to him. How can you say you love somebody and you can't talk to the person? You don't spend time with the person. It means you are either angry or you have a beef with God or you don't love him. So you and I must realize that loving God also means we spend time with him. So for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. You can't say that you're having effective prayer when you're praying once, every, uh, once a week in church. And even that you are rushing the pastor by your attitude, by your looking at your watch. So the pastor has to be quick to time it in the right way. And even that, it means that you only pray for 
five minutes, two to five minutes a week. Am I saying something to somebody? Amen. Preaching. We talked about that last week. Then we also talked about the fact that it is very important to make time to pray. Hallelujah. So now let's continue. So for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. I think that's where we are now. For prayer to be effective, it must be a habit. We must form the habit of praying. If we don't form the habit of prayer, it's going to affect us. A man called Dostoevsky said, the second half of a man's life is made up of the habits he acquired in the first half. So the, 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 what, what you would do, how you would be, the habits you would form in the second half of your life will be based on what you did the first half of your, of your life. Hallelujah. That's why the first half of our lives are very, very important. What we do how we behave. Pascal said, the strength of a man's virtues is made up of his habits or his habitual acts. The strength of a man's virtues. If you and I are going to be great in this life, we need to form good habits. Good habits. Good habits. An action becomes a habit when it is repeated many times sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously. It needs to be regular. Habits can be good or bad. Many people have very bad habits and they do those things on a regular basis without thinking about it. Very, very bad habits. There are some people who are just uncouth, unruly. They have very bad habits that stifle them, that prevents them from moving forward. That, that gives them a ceiling that, where they cannot progress through. And there are some people who have good habits, even though they might not be perfect or they might not have the necessary skills, because of their good habits, they do better. A good habit will lead to some, a, a consistent breakthroughs, even without intending it to. Good habits. Bad habits will also lead to consistent failure. That's bad habits all the time. If you and I decide to, to develop a habit of prayer, we are developing a habit for success. Yeah. Prayer will, would give us success. It is not hard work because we all know that the people who work the hardest manual, physical, hard work are not the people necessarily who make the most. And there are some people who work very, very hard, but because they lack opportunity or skill or certain wisdom or certain connections, they worked hard, but they were still cut. And there are some who did not work that hard, but because of the connections, because of God's favor, they were able to excel. Jesus went to the church on the Sabbath day because it was his habit. Luke 4, 16, it was his habit. Hallelujah. It was Jesus' habit to pray and pray and pray 
and pray. Luke 4, 16. As his custom, his habit was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Daniel's habit was to pray three times a day. I don't know if I'm getting talking to somebody. Very, very important. Life in the secular world, school, work, wherever we are, is not designed to include prayer. Unless the, 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 the leader is a Christian, but of course not in the West, the Western world. Unless it is a, a Christian organization, if it's a secular organization, unless it is in Africa or some other place, because here you, you, you the, the, the suits, the lawsuits that will hit you would be amazing. So the, the secular world is designed, it's not designed, it's not designed to include prayer. For many people, it is only an impossible situation that reminds them of the need to pray. Why should that be? It is only a very difficult situation, a tight corner that will lead many of us to pray. When it's time for fasting, people will not fast and pray. People will do their own thing, independent. I'll do what I want, the way I want to do it. And when a crisis hits, then they are asking for the next prayer meeting. Developing our prayer life should continue until it is a spontaneous thing. It's a, a, a natural thing. It happens naturally. What do you think? Amen. And many of us, especially whether you are a student or you work hard, whatever you do, we need to even become extra tired because we've done everything everybody has done and we've added prayer to it. So everyone is working 10 hours. You work the 10 hours, your, your, your colleagues are asleep after the 10 hours, you are up praying. There's a, a cost. There's a cost to be blessed. There is a cost so that it will be God's way. It will be God's way of being blessed. Hallelujah. And when God sees your earnest desire, my earnest desire to pray, in spite of the difficulties that are, are, are preventing us from praying, God will bless us in a mighty way. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. The next principle very important principle that Daniel had that led to his consistent prayer is number six. Prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. Some Christians have, re have rewritten this verse or this uh, principle Daniel had to say prayer must continue or prayer must continue in bad times but in times of peace God should not see them again. So long as there's peace, God will not find them. That shouldn't be. Some other people, in times of peace, they don't know God. In times of distress, they don't know God. But you and I as Christians, in times of peace, let's show God that we love him for him and not for what he's giving to us because he's giving what, every good thing to us and we are still loving him. We are still praying to him. We are still fellowshipping with him. 
very important. Let's show God that irrespective of what is going on, we will still be committed to him in times of peace. Hallelujah. Let's show God that no matter what happens, we will always be there. Why do we wait for trouble? Some people, they wait for trouble to come before they pray. That shouldn't be. Let's show God that we're laughing. That we, 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 let, let, let's give him marital commitment, non-situational commitment. No matter the situation, I'm always going to be praying. No matter the situation, I'm always going to be faithful to you, Lord. Don't let it be situational. It's only in times of difficulty that I pray. How many of you want a friend like that? Would you want someone to be a, a serious friend who, who only calls upon you when they are in need? But when everything is okay, you, they never talk to you. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Then you realize that it's not a good friend. Even many of us, when, when we've not, we, we need help from someone and we know the person can help us, but we've not spoken to the person for a long time, we even feel awkward calling, for, calling out to the person because we know that it is not right. It doesn't show commitment. In the same way, our Heavenly Father, who wants to relate with us, who wants to hear from us, the Bible says, I, even I, God is saying, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy, thy transgressions so that he can relate with us for his own sake, because he wants, he yearns for fellowship with us. The creator of the galaxies, the cosmos, the universe, space, time, matter, everything, the creator of the universe wants time with us. We will get even that the creator of the universe, people like us, dust, the creator of the universe wants to spend time with dust and dust is bluffing. Dust, you and I are about dust. If you don't believe it, just give it time. When you die, you see that you're dust. Even dust, we are dust and yet we are bluffing. The creator of the universe wants to be with us, wants to hear from us, wants to tell us things, wants to talk to us, has many ideas, many good things, many, many, many revelations. He wants to share with us with excitement and we don't take his book to read it so that we can hear from him. He wants us to speak to him. We don't speak to him, even though we are dust. He, he, the Bible says, God knows that we are dust. He remembers that we are but dust. And we are free, we are frailties, he knows. In times of peace, have time for God. In times of trouble, also have time for God. God is looking for someone, people who will fellowship with him both in good times and in bad times. In times of crisis, you must find yourself rising up to the occasion and delivering powerful prayer for powerful results. In times of peace, be praying to God so that God will be so excited that you are praying to him in times of peace and the peace has not affected you. And because of that, he's happy with you. Do not let a promotion, first level promotion, you are making a lot more money than you, you were making before. Now, to that level of promotion is now requiring your time. 
away from God, requiring you to cut corners, requiring you to leave church, not attend church. Many Christians will say, this is where God wants me to be. No, that's the lie of the devil. It means you need to fight to stand your ground like Daniel did. Daniel said, no, the king wants us to eat devout foods. So he organized with wisdom, spoke to the chief Enoch and said, look, you know what? Can we do it another way? Is there a way to do it? The, the, the chief of the king, is there a way to do it? Can, can, you, can you let us eat what we want? And then after some time, if it is not working, then we'll be forced to eat what you want. <clears throat> Daniel was put in a corner. So he knew that God had to deliver or else he will have no choice because they can force it into your mouth. So what I'm saying is that there are times that you might have to leave a job, even though it is a good job, if it's going to allow you to cut corners or it's going to prevent you from serving God or it's going to prevent you from doing what you need to do or it's going to cause you to do things that are against the Bible. Yeah. But there are many Christians who will say, oh, how? This doesn't make sense. This is the day the Lord has made our rejoice and be glad in it. No, that's not true. What are you prepared to pay? What price are you prepared to pay because of Jesus? Because God can take you somewhere and he may be only planned to take you there for a year or as a springboard to take you to three, four, five levels over. The fact that God has promoted you somewhere does not mean that he plans to let you stay. Even when Jesus was giving the apostles, uh, the disciples uh, instructions, first missionary journey, don't take anything. Don't take anything with you. Don't take food. Don't take pears, nothing. It will be covered. You'll be covered. When they were going the second time, the, the thing was different. He said, now take everything with you. Take all your stuff. Take everything. Take your pears. So you will need to also sort yourself out also. Very, very important. So we need to understand how God works. Amen. Number seven, every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders. <clears throat> every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders. Hallelujah. There is no doubt that the world is ruled by wicked spirits in high places. There is no doubt about it. And we know this from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are not wrestling against human beings. We are wrestling with spiritual wickedness in heavenly realms. We are wrestling with entities, angelic, fallen angels. We are, we are wrestling with supernatural beings that are not physical. <clears throat> we are wrestling with entities that are in the atmosphere. Those are the, <clears throat> those are the entities we are fighting against. So we need leaders who pray. And because many of these entities, these principalities, these powers control many times leaders of nations, control many times people. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Let me read this. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. I'll read from 1 and 2 to prove to you what I'm saying. Once it's in the word, it should settle. <coughs> it should settle it. And you have he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course or the procedures of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The, the spirits of that cause people to be disobedient. The spirits that are working, the bad spirits, evil spirits that are working in the children who do not know God. The children of disobedience, the, children, the people who are not Christians. So there are many people, many leaders who are, how do you say it? There's a saying that they are drinking the blood of the nation. It doesn't mean it's spiritually. It just means they are milking the money of the nation. There are many people who, 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 who make bad decisions for, leader, for the nation. The Bible says, woe unto a, 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 a country who is ruled by the morning prince, who eats before time, who does not wait for the appropriate time to eat. Poor nation. Sorry for that nation. Woe to that nation. But bless the nation where the, the prince eats in due season. So you see that many leaders need our prayers. That's why we must pray for those in authority. That's why the Bible says that pray for those in authority. Pray for your leaders. Pray for them so that they'll make wise decisions and they'll make decisions that will favor you. So that you live a good and peaceable life. Because there are entities that are trying to influence the course of events. Even for an, a leader or a nation or a leader or a nation to, to be strong or a leader to take over, things happen in the spirit realm. Any president or any leader who just comes, things have happened in the spirit realm. There have been some wow, things that have happened. Look at the, the Babylonians and the Persians. It was the Prince of Persia standing Daniel, and then Michael withstood the, the prince of Persia, just moved him away. The angel was able to bring the answer to Daniel when Daniel was fasting, and God was giving the answer through an angel, and the prince of Persia withstood him. Right after that, Michael said, I'm going to the, the uh, Grecian prince. The Grecian prince is coming, and I'm going to see to it. Right after the Persian empire, the next empire was the uh, uh, Grecian Empire, Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great was a Greek, and he took, I mean, God had already started to work on Alexander the Great through his uh, 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 mentor or tutor, I, think, I believe it was Aristotle, hallelujah, who was who, uh, Socrates to Plato, Plato to Aristotle, Aristotle uh, was able to mentor uh, 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 Alexander the Great, and then Alexander the Great came and took over. His name is Alexander the Great. Why? Because there were princes that fought. And at the end of the fight, a way was paved for Alexander the Great to become the Great, who took over almost the whole world and was stopped in India. 
What do you think? So without prayer, you don't know what would happen. You don't know whether a bad leader will arise. You don't know whether a bad boss will arise. You don't know whether a bad person will arise who would make decisions that would go against you. Yes, you are at work, you are the, you are, you are the favorite, you are excelling, you are doing so well until the next leader comes. And then the next leader, you don't have favor with the next leader and things start to turn. But when you are someone who prays, God would make sure that the bad leader would not come. And even if a bad leader comes, that bad leader will eventually turn out to be a better leader because God will work on that leader. But all through prayer. That's why not every position lasts. That's why some people can be going up, 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 up. Then the, a, a new manager comes or they change positions. Then starts to become straight and then tumbles. Not all the time, but it happens sometimes. So it's important to pray for the leaders of the nation so that the nation will prosper. The right person at the helm of affairs will make a lot of difference to your nation. Very important. From now on, pray for leaders. I remember my, my mother advised me sometime, but when I first started working here, that look, pray for your boss. Your boss, or oh, he's having, if your boss is having, look, anyone whose boss is having a problem, a personal problem, pray for them. Hallelujah. Any boss that is going through a difficulty, pray for the boss. Number eight, it is important to pray for long periods of time. Yeah. Praying for 30 minutes is prayer, but it is different from praying for one hour. There is a difference between short prayers and long prayers. If the creator of the universe had long prayers, why should you and I have short prayer? The one who could walk on water, who could say, peace be still to the wind, who could say, Lazarus, come forth. He needed to pray long hours of prayer. The one who is sinless, who does no sin, no guard, treachery, lies were ever found in his mouth. Who, even when he was threatened, he did not threaten. When he suffered, he did not retaliate, but committed himself to the one who judges faithfully and fairly. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by his true stripes we were healed. That person needed to pray for long hours. Pray on a regular basis, then you and I. We don't want to pray. That's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Let's look at Matthew chapter 26. We will read from verse 40. Matthew 26. We will read from verse 40. No, actually from, from verse 39 to 44. And they, and they that passed by reviled him. Let me make sure it's 26. No, it's 27. Matthew 26, 
39. Okay, good. And, and he went a little further and fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he went, and he cometh unto his disciples, and findeth them asleep, and said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, or the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. So Jesus prayed for three hours. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Luke chapter 6. Lucas. Lucas chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him, him his disciples, and of them he chose 12, whom also he named apostles. Think about that. Long prayer is very, very important. Very, very important. You and I should learn to pray long prayers. What do you think? Because long prayer is going to show God that you know what to say to him. I mean, if you don't know someone very well, you cannot say a lot with the person. If you and someone are going on a journey for three, uh, uh, six hour journey, and you don't know what to say. If you are not careful, there will be, it will be awkward and you might have very little to say throughout the journey. It shows you are not close. Of course, there are some people who can talk and bring up conversation. But what I'm saying is that if you and I are close to Jesus or we are close to God, we should be able to speak to him for long periods of time. Long periods of time. Long periods of time, you and I should be able to do that. Also, when you are engaged in spiritual warfare, you can use 10 minutes to do that. 10 minutes to do spiritual warfare, no, it's a joke. Even the battle, it's not even start. They will just say this person, they will just blow the person out of the battle and no point. Spiritual warfare. No. Daniel fasted for three weeks. Spiritual warfare occurred. He was praying a lot. He was praying a lot. Hallelujah. Spiritual warfare, you need hours. Jesus was engaged in spiritual warfare in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed for three hours. He just prayed for one hour to make sure that his apostles were also praying. They were asleep. Then he came back prayed for another hour, went to sit, they were asleep three times. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you to pray for long periods of time. It will bless you. It will bless you. Number nine, it is important to enter your closet for effective prayer. What does it mean? It just means just be in a quiet place to pray. Don't pray in front of people. Maybe, yeah, I mean, if I'm at home and I, I finish praying, having my time with the Lord, and I, I'm walking around and I'm praying in front of people, in front of family members or friends, or, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't let that be your time. When you are giving God quality time, you need to enter into your closet. Many Christians can only pray when there's a prayer meeting. Hey, mama, candela, hey, that one day, no problem. But when it's one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, then there's a buckling. When it's a one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, it changes things. No, you and I must learn to pray easily. Just ourselves and the Lord. Just ourselves and the Lord. We must learn to do that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> what do you think? Very, 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 very important. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There are many people who cannot stay in a room on their own to pray for one hour. And there are many people who cannot pray without touching their phones, checking Facebook, checking Instagram. It's something that we must do our best to stop because if we all know when, when, when you are talking to someone and you are always on the phone, always on the phone, always on the phone, always on the phone, whilst you are talking to them, it shows that you are, they don't have your attention, especially when you don't look up. And many people pray and they cannot sit still to pray nonstop, just themselves and the Lord for at least an hour. There's a, there's a clean difference between praying in a group and praying on your own. Moses, God said, come up here, come up. God told, Jesus told John the Revelator, come up here, come up higher. God told uh, Moses, come up the mountain to spend time with me there. Come to the mountain. My best prayer times are when I'm praying by myself and not in groups. Even though groups are important, I, I like prayer groups, but I have to choose any day in my time. So, because when, when you are praying, you, you are able to talk to God anyway, speak to him about whatever you want to, as long as you want, vary your tone, whatever, you can do it any way you want. But there's a critical need also for corporate prayer because God moves also with corporate prayer. All are important, but do not neglect the time of effective prayer in your closet. It is easier to pray, we all agree, in a group than by yourself. Each time you expand your ability to pray alone, you are expanding your ability to chat great, sorry, chart great achievements in prayer. What do you think? Very, very, very important. And finally, Everyone must develop the habit and the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. 
four times a day. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. He didn't see the solitary place and then went back to the crowd and then prayed there. That's what the Bible emphasizes. And there, the solitary place, there he prayed in the solitary place. In the quiet, lonely, deserted place, he prayed there. Hallelujah. But realize that it was in the morning, a great while before day. So there is a need to pray early in the morning. But of course, if you are working early in the morning or you work overnight, you will not be able to do that. But this is just an important thing to learn how to do it. It might not always work, but it's important to just learn how to be able to pray three times a day. Now, that is where you have to use wisdom. It might not necessarily be one hour in the morning. Your one hour can be split into two or even three. But it's always very important to learn how to pray one hour at a sitting, especially in spiritual warfare. Let's assume in the morning you do not have time and you've prayed 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes in the morning. Then in the afternoon at work, lunchtime, or you are sitting at your desk or you are taking a walk or you are whatever you are, you are eating and you are spending 10 minutes of scattered prayer. And then when you get home in the evening, you pray for an hour you see that you've got three. Or your prayer is done in the morning. You are able to pray in the morning, which is the best time to pray. Then a great while before day, you pray. You take your time. You spend the time and you pray. Then, at all times, the Smith Wigglesworth, he prayed at all times. He was always praying. He spent his time praying. But as he's walking, he's praying. What is praying? Talking to the Father in heaven. Oh, God, this, this thing, wow, I see. Thank you for showing me this. Wow. But God, why, why, why is this happening? Why is this person in this situation? That's you are praying. Oh, Father God, I thank you. I just love you. You are so good. Wow, thank you for life. Wow, I see this person in a wheelchair. Wow, God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive and keeping me healthy. I appreciate it. You are, you are praying. Constantly praying. Praying without ceasing. Very important. Mark 6.46, and when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain mountain, to pray in the heat of the day. That's in the afternoon. Hallelujah. And then Luke 6.12, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a, a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. That's evening prayer. So we've read about a great while in the morning, a great while before day, we've read about morning prayer. Then in the heat of the day, Mark 6.46, afternoon prayer. Then a great while before day, you realize there is something calling, called all night, evening, deep into the night prayer, when the powers of darkness are active. Hallelujah. They don't want you to pray all night. 
The devil doesn't want anyone to pray all night. And then the fourth time to pray is 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It's the fourth time to pray. Pray without season. The fourth is to pray all the time. Pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the evening, and pray all the time. Four times to pray. Hallelujah to Jesus. And it's very important. You can pray if you are in a group and you don't want to disturb them. You can pray, make sure the words are coming out, but you can pray very silent prayers. You can pray so low that only those who are right by you would hear. If you are with people and they are asleep, you can pray and no one would hear you because you are praying very, very low volume. You are praying very, very low. Your volume is low. Your, the sound is very low. You are not praying very loud, not caring about those by you, not caring about the fact that they are sleeping, therefore not walking in love and faith working by love. You can even worry your prayer as you are praying and shouting and people are angry because they are sleeping and you are preventing them from resting. So these are the 10 principles that Daniel used. Let's just uh, go over them quickly. Number one is prayer is very important. Remember that. It's more important than what you're about to do. And it doesn't even take that long. Just ten, take an hour of your time to pray. Block an hour of your time to pray. All you need to do is just remove an hour from social media. Remove an hour from the TV series. Who I'm preaching, I'm talking to somebody. Remove an hour from the chatting and gossiping or the chatting on the phone. Remove an hour from that because it will help you. Very important. Number two, no one is ever too busy, too blessed, too successful to pray. Nobody. No matter who, there is no one who is, too who is ever too busy. God will say, oh, this person is so busy. Yes, I understand why he doesn't pray. That's the lie of the devil with the sofa and the smoke coming out from the pit of hell. That's the lie of the devil. God will never say, oh, this person, yeah, it makes sense. He's too busy. Or this person, yeah, he's successful. I understand why he has business needs and he cannot pray. No way. Not the God of the Bible. Or too successful. No, this person has, is very successful. They are now CEO or they are now president or they are now owner. So it's understandable why they don't pray. I, I, don't, know which, I, I don't know who we are referring to, but not the God of the Bible, not Jehovah God. Son Jesus Christ. No, not that God. There is no one who is ever too busy, too blessed, too successful to pray. No one. Principle number three, prayer is the source of our power and protection. Our power, our life. Jesus said in John 6, 63, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Prayer is our source, our life source. 
It is also our source of power. Prayer makes us into people of authority. Prayer is a great act of faith. And prayer ensures protection. In general, prayer. Hallelujah. Number four, prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. If you want the blessings of God, pray so that it is God who gives it to you. You don't get it your own way. So pray about it. And then God will give it to you and will sustain it. There are many people whose riches didn't last. Do riches endure forever? No. Does the crown endure forever? Do riches always last? It's not automatic. But when you and I pray and it is God's hand upon it, you and I will be successful and it will be sustained. Number five, for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. We must learn to form the habit of prayer. Very important. When, when you've not prayed, you see, many people, they are, if you are serious, you see, if the whole day has passed and you've not had a chance to pray, and you want to, pray, you want to sleep your six hours, you know, your seven hours in the day, and you know that you need to pray an hour, and it's 12 midnight, and you are busy, and you didn't get a chance to pray, many will just start snoring and wait till the next day. No, if you are serious, you lose your hour sleep to pray. If you, you, you've been busy and it's now 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. and you have to wake up at 7 and you have what, four hours to sleep, if you are serious, you lose the hour because at least you lost your seven hours. You lost three of your seven hours. You now have four hours to sleep because of work or because of something you had to do, or because of a, a quarrel, or because of an argument, that was important enough to lose the three hours. Then prayer is even more important to lose an hour and make it three hours of sleep. Hopefully it's not an everyday occurrence. Number six, prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. Don't Let's be fair to God. Let, let God see us, hear us in good times and in bad times, not only in, in good times and bad times. Let, let him know that we, we don't just want him for, for what he can give us. And once we have it, we are okay. Once there are no troubles, we are fine. We don't need to hear him. We don't need to talk to him. We don't even need to go to church. We just need to pray, uh, uh, oh God, uh, or some will pray, Oh God, thank you. Bless her, bless her. Bless you. Thank you. Amen. You don't even add Jesus' name. Amen. No. But when it's time for a crisis has arrived, then they start taking and then you, then you see the formations. What? You see dancing. Hey, my mama, I mean, it's like, <laughs> and that's all prayer. But why don't you do that dancing prayer when you have times of peace so that God is happy? God is happy. God is happy. When there's, there are times of peace and there's a prayer meeting, go for the prayer meeting. Don't say that there's no need for me to go for the prayer meeting because the prayer meeting, we are praying for other people's problems and we are praying for God's kingdom on earth. We are praying for the will of God. So it's important in times of peace to also go for the prayer meeting and not be selfish to stay away. If everybody was like you and did not attend the prayer meetings, 
Then when you were in your crisis for you to be delivered, who would have been there? Just you and the pastor, how is that gonna work? Who would have been there? If everyone was like you to not attend the prayer meeting until they're in a crisis, then, 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 then when you were in your crisis, what would have happened? Am I making sense? What I'm saying is that <laughs> attend a prayer meeting in your time of peace. Because the prayer meeting, you are praying for yourself and to prevent a problem from arising. You are praying for your sustenance. You are praying for your family. You are praying for your possessions. You are praying for the church. You are praying for God's kingdom. You are praying for God's will and you are praying also for other people's needs. Even if you don't know it, that's your praying the Holy Ghost. Now I'm saying that if if everyone was like you, who would not go for any prayer meetings until they are in a crisis, then what will happen when you are in your crisis? Then every, if everybody was like you, then there'll be no one to pray with you in the prayer meeting, the church in the prayer meeting. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Number seven, every nation needs lots of prayerful, prayer and prayerful leaders. Number eight, it is important to pray for long periods of time. Very important. And number nine, it is important to enter into your closet for effective prayer. It's important for us to learn how to pray by ourselves and pray in a group. Yes, we did the flow prayer meeting and we applaud you. You were able to pray for eight hours. But why couldn't you pray the same eight hours when you were by yourself? Why? May that be a story that you should be able to pray for eight hours by yourself. Number 10, everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. In the morning, a great while before day, pray in the morning, Jesus prayed. And then Jesus, in the heat of the day, he prayed. And then prayed all night. And then the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. And God will bless you. I pray that you and I will be people who pray, understand the importance of prayer, are willing to pay the price to pray at all costs. And God will bless you. Shall we pray? Father God, we want to bless you and thank you for the time we have spent in your presence, the time we have spent learning about prayer. May we be people who pray May we be people who know you, and because we know you, we pray with confidence. May we be people who love you, who honor you. May we be people whose hearts are devoted to you. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are not born again, if you know in your heart that you are far away from God, but you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I have not given my life to him. I know that I am far from God and I want my sins forgiven. I want to be born again. If you are this person, then I want you to repeat after me. It's important to repeat because God says that except we are born again, we cannot go to heaven. We cannot see. We cannot perceive. We cannot enter. We cannot look upon the kingdom of heaven. Bible says that we must confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe with our hearts that God raised him from the dead. That is what will save us because it is with our hearts we believe and are made righteous. 
and with our mouths we confess and are saved. Shall we repeat after me, especially the one who wants salvation? Repeat after me with all your hearts. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. We pray that you bless and honor them. We worship you. Strengthen them. Keep them. Preserve them. In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you. If you've given your life to Christ, I want to say you are blessed. I want to encourage you to send us a note. Let us know about what God has done in your life. I want to encourage you to look for a church a good church that preaches Jesus Christ, that glorifies Jesus, that is solely based on the word of God. And I want to encourage you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Read your Bible, pray to him on a regular basis, a daily basis. God bless you. Father God, we pray for everyone watching. We pray that you would bless. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord Jesus keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you till next time. Shalom. Shalom.